things that we've talked about, and hopefully we're we're on the right page going going into home stretch, starting in the room of January, and uh, so yeah, we've we've seen some good things, but we're still we're still looking to get that get that home stretch going. Coach Anderson and McComb, he spent a little time in this gym. <laughs> yeah, I, I know him pretty well from uh, getting coached by him, getting dogged by him all those years. And uh, So, yeah, we've had a pretty good relationship. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty tough to get, get beat by 30 by your old coach, but uh, he's got some bragging words, and hopefully hopefully we get him down the road. There you go. He's got plenty of time for some rematches down the road. You're just getting started this whole coaching thing. <laughs> That's right. This, this first year out, so, yeah, you're going to have some hiccups. But, uh, no, we got, we got a good team. And, uh I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm really looking forward to tonight, kind of seeing how we respond after that, that tough one Thursday. And uh, hopefully hopefully we got some things figured out yesterday. And uh, looking forward to it. Well, the last time we saw you, again, was the first game of the season, the Orient Tournament. You had your football players just coming back from a nice, nice, long, uh, successful run on the gridiron there. So they were just coming back. So they're really just now what? Two, three, four weeks later, just starting to get their legs back. Yeah, yeah. We, my assistant coaches, keep telling me that uh, we're we're just now hitting two weeks to about fifteen days of practice with everybody, and uh, and so yeah, we still have some guys out and still get banged up a little bit, but no, we've we finally got everybody in the mix. Finally got things that we want to work on, doing things able to do, and and so yeah, we've. Uh, it was a rough first week with those football football guys out, and uh, so finally we got everybody in. And like you said, three and two. You know, there's nothing to complain about with Farmington and Macomb, but no, I think we can be a really good ball club, and that's what we're trying to trying to strive. And I thought we'd have a lot of confidence coming out of football, and and so it took it took us a while to get everybody on the same page and kind of you know get those guys back in the loop, and get basketball shape. So uh, so yeah, we're. We're gonna be we're gonna be fine. It's just trying to get in that right mindset of hey, it's gonna be there's gonna be some dog days and uh, hopefully we get there. I, I know we will. I know we will get there and hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. What, what kind of identity uh, is the club kind of leaning towards right now? It's we're 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 trying to be like I like I like to say it's dogs. We're trying to be we're trying to be some dogs, and and that's how that's how the program's been going. Yeah, well, like that. Then it's going back, you know. Now, yeah, having them, you know, I I full commando, and that's how it's always been. And nobody ever liked seeing the commandos come because they're going to be in for a fight. You know, we were we were. Uh, dogs and, and really got after on defensive end, and, and that's kind of what we're trying to be. You know, we, we like to change stuff up because right now we got, you know, five, six guys, and we're a lot of sophomores playing both JV and varsity right now, so so we're tired, so we're kind of throwing a little bit of zone out there, picking up full, kind of running, jumping a little bit, so we, we're still searching, but um, we, we got a lot of guys that, that are capable, and so we're, we're trying to get back to that you know, get up in your stuff. You know, we're going to pound you defensively. We're going to turn that defense into offense because we haven't been shooting the ball real well right now. And uh, we're trying to get that point across that, hey, we got to turn our defense into our offense. And so hopefully we see that tonight. All right, Coach. We you know think about planning a Cornell? Yeah, they, uh, they're they're pretty solid. They're a really good team. I think they got two losses. I watched them watched them on film last night a little bit. They they don't run too many guys out there. They got five seniors and uh, they get they get after. They're a scrappy bunch and uh, I 
kind of put that out there today. I was at shoot around. I'm like, hey, these guys get after it. This is the type of team I'd love to go to. The type of team I want to be because these guys get after it, and and hopefully we can we can match their intensity level because they're going to get after it. And they're, they're a really good ball club, well coached, and I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good challenge for us. All right, coach. We'll talk to you afterwards. All right, yeah, man. I'll talk to you afterwards. <laughs> Thank you. You bet. That's it, Coach Corey Lake with the ATL Tornadoes. We'll be back here on the pregame show. All right, we'll continue the pregame show here for our second game of our doubleheader, our third game of the day for the Great Western Shootout. It's the Abington Avon boys taking on the Flanagan Cornell Falcons. The Falcons coming in at 6-2. The Tornado Boys at 4-6. Last time we saw the Tornado Boys was the very first game of the year. Taking on the uh, Mama Thursville Titans at the first game of the Orient Thanksgiving tournament. A lot of change since then. That was, what, nine games ago. So, uh, should be a good one tonight. Flanagan Cornell, their starters tonight. Dallas Hamilton, six foot senior. Sam Jones, a six one senior. J.D. Ruddy, a five foot ten senior. William Weber, a six foot senior, and Tyler Pfaff, a six uh, one senior. All senior lineup for the Flanagan Cornell for um, the eight down boys. Kellen Hogue, a five foot nine sophomore. Trey McVeigh, a five foot eight senior. Drew Fouts, a six foot two sophomore. Clay Flagel, a six foot one senior. And Ethan Schichler, a six foot one senior as well. I'm Sean Tillman, joined by head coach of the A Town uh, girls basketball team, Brent Dugan. We'll talk. We'll talk uh, tornado girls basketball at the half. Sounds good. Um, it's one of those things when you get involved in an emotional game, a game where things didn't go right exactly, and didn't matter how many timeouts they had tonight, it just wasn't going to happen tonight. But it's nice to kind of just sit back and watch a boys game now and and kind of just uh, settle in there. Have you had a chance to see the uh, Tornado Boys much with everything you've got, you've got going on? Yeah, I sure have. They, uh, they're they not uh, small, but they're mighty. Uh, they play hard. Uh, they rotate well on, defensive, on the defensive side of things, and they kind of do some of the same stuff the girls team do. Uh, offensively, just go stagnant at times, and he's just a go, they go. So when he's uh, having a good game, it just brings it all to to the forefront for them. Yes, you, uh, um, you, uh, he's, he's trying to kind of get back to the way having the basketball used to be is what he was talking, is what he was talking about. Right, yeah, exactly. Anytime you have a good point, point guard like Easton Schistler, uh, the ball's going to be in his hands the majority of the time. He makes people around him that much better. Parker Stone King and Clay Fagel can't say enough about those guys and what they do. And we've got Trey McVay, who's got a great senior year of football, and now he just put it on the court. And then you got Kellen. Uh, uh, Kellen does a nice yeah. job as a, as a sophomore playing up in the starting lineup. Looks like they got Drew in there tonight. Yeah, you, uh, of course, you being on the football staff, the head baseball coach, been with the baseball program, we've been with the football program uh, up until up until this year. You you know these guys. You know how scrappy they could be and how successful they've been just about everything they do here. Yeah, unfortunately, I got to coach most of these guys in junior high. Uh, the seniors, that is. That was my last year. And, yeah, they, they just get after it, and they have to because they played small for years. I never had really a big guy to go to. Off to a tough start. They were 1-4 and four after five games, but since then, 3-2. and two, uh, two of the last three being North Fulton and Elmwood were losing to McComb uh, last Excuse me, that was uh, uh, Thursday night, I believe. Thursday night, or, or uh, yeah, Thursday night. They played McComb, yeah. 64-34. So we're underway. A-Town wins the tip. They'll get the first crack at it here in this final game of the shootout. Shot up there by Easton Schiffler was uh, blocked all the length there for this Falcons uh, ball club. They go, what do they go? Six foot six one, five ten, six foot six one. Seems like a little bit more length. Well, if, if they're on length, it looks like yeah. it makes them long. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think that's where you're getting that most. Most of all, nice step. 
Nice, uh, nice offensive set that ends in the layup for Sam Jones. That just they just worked it around, worked it around, and, and now a turnover by the Tornadoes. Here comes the Falcons. Said that a lot in the girls' game, though, didn't you? <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I've said it a lot in a lot of ball games this year. Yeah, I know. I don't. I mean, there's been there's been an inordinate amount of turnovers in, in every game that I've covered, anyway. So don't feel like you're the only one that's, that's turning it over right now. There's well, a lot of and the other side of things is that it's basketball IQ that gets you that turnover a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where you're not understanding what's going on around you, and if you just did that, you anticipate, you're ready for what's going to happen. But sometimes basketball IQ has just gone down, down a little bit over the last three, four, maybe ten years. I don't know, but it just seems like this year's video games. So blame it on video. Games. Nobody goes out and plays games. That's how you get your. That's how you get your IQ in sports. Going out oh, them. I'm gonna TikTok all my players on. <laughs> see what see what happens. See how many likes I get from the girls. <laughs> foul on the play. He's gonna go against the. Uh, uh, what else? what's happened here? Hell, that's a foul. On a moving screen is what he called. On an inbound play, is that right? Or no? Is that yeah, yep, yep. Inbound play. And so a foul's going to go. There is a foul on Trey McVay and also a foul on Planning and Cornell. They don't have it up on the board yet. We're under seven minutes to go. 2-0, Planning and Cornell. Sam Jones uh, won another trouble in the backcourt by the Cornell's, but they get it across, but almost dribbled right into another trap. Picking up his dribble in the lane is Clay Slangle. To Schisler, top of the key, guarded by Sam Jones. Has to give it up. Baseline drive, and ooh, almost out of bounds by uh, Carter Redford, who's in the lineup quickly here for the Tornado Boys. Carter's had some nice TV games for A-Town. I've watched, like I said, three games this year, and he's just played hard, and he's a real passive kid, so it's hard to, he's a hard kid to read, whether he is playing that hard or just some of that stuff's coming real natural. Schistler misses his shot, but a nice rebound by Drew Fouch. Drew Fouch. He'll get to the free throw line as he's fouled on the putback. That'll be the second team foul on Flanagan Cornell. They finally got the first foul up on the board. William Weber had the first personal foul for the Falcons, and this one's going to be picked up by J.D. Ruddy. Drew Fouch, the free throw line, hasn't shot a bunch of free throws. And... Uh, this is the first one, so that makes him three or four. He was or two, two or four. He was two or three coming in. Yeah, Fouts getting the start tonight. A little length, six two in the, in the program, and makes the second one. So he's a sophomore, he's, been, he's he's grown into his body a little more this year. In years past or last year at least, he grew I don't know four or five inches from eighth grade year to his freshman year. I think now he's just catching up to put the strength on those uh, shoulders and muscles. Yeah, once I hit my growth spurt, it took a while for strength to come. Me to too. <laughs> once I grew, my hair fell out. It <laughs> shot missed by the Flanagan Cornell Woodland Falcons, and up the four is Clay Slagle. His shot is no good. Carter Redfern on the backside rebounds. I, I tell you what, that's, you can make a living on the backside rebounds if you just do that. Seventy, what is it? Seventy-two percent of all rebounds go to the backside. I'm going to say this stuff and on you the radio. You have done some research here. Yes, I have. And on the radio, I'm going to say that, and hopefully my girls listen, so that's where we need to be positioned on that side board. Did you force them to listen to this broadcast today? You should have. You should have. <laughs> all right. You haven't listened to me all night. Right. Listen to me on the radio. Something else, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they turned me off a long time ago. <laughs> free throw, first free throw missed by Redfern. And he is a good free throw shooter. At least five of six coming in. And does make the second one. So 50%. That ties it at two. As 
Fouch and Redfern split a pair of free throws. Free throws sponsored by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. Thinking of putting your home on the market, list it and get it sold with Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. 2-2 with 5.45 to go. Falcon basketball. Final game of the shootout. Seventh game of the day. And stolen away by Easton Schisser. He's going to try to get up the floor. And we've done a great job of getting up the floor. And avoiding, kind of drew some contact and avoided the contact yeah. once he got there. He dribbled with his left hand, got into the guy's body with his right shoulder without without doing any forceful action. And just kept him on his backside, went in for the layup. Almost got another steal. Tipped it up towards midcourt. Picked up by Dallas Hamilton. Falcons. Hamilton down the lane, kicks it to the corner. Now wide open, right wing three is good. That was good ball movement right there. That was there. good ball movement. Stepped into the three real nice there. Uh, almost could have got a charge. Extra Siegel down there on the bottom block. Almost could have got the steal, or, uh, sorry, got the charge there. But I don't even know how you get a charge anymore. <laughs> With a Dane Fine Coffee three-pointer. Mama Gelsberg and McComb get a lot of energy drinking more at Dane Fine Coffee. Schisser goes in, draws a contact. That's a uh, that's a basically a shootout no call. Right. What that is? It is. Schisser drew some contact with Allen on the other end. Well, that's what drives you nuts right there with the same same call at one end to the other, and you get called down here, then you get called down there. Now I sound like a Homer radio guy, but but I think that's what happened. There was it looked like a lot of contact, a lot of contact. On, on the tornado offensive end and on the run out. Uh, Kelser Collins. Uh, gets fouled by Clay Slagle on a little reach in there. I had a good coach tell me one time, don't be a wishful thinker as a coach because you'll never get that call. <laughs> I like that. First free throw missed by uh, Kelser Collins. It is 5-4, playing in Cornell, leading Tornado Boys. Second free throw. He gets the roll on the second one. So 6-4. Falcons leading the Tornadoes. Four and a half minutes left here in the First quarter, nearing our mask break at the halfway point of the first quarter. Aza Spiegel, trapped on the right wing, gets rid of it. Coming to get the basketball with Schistler. He'll dribble out towards the timeline. Into a new set here. And A-Town's offense, you got to watch it. Oh, that's a nice back cut by Carter Redson. Takes it out of bounds. Loses it out of bounds, but that was a nice, that was a nice set there. Uh, Spiegel. Found Redford along the baseline. What I like what Coach Wink did there, you know, planning to come out and got in the lanes, got in lanes, and he ran a backdoor play, which is a perfect call. Just didn't uh, execute the play. Right wing is Colton Pfaff now in the ball game. Got to be related to Tyler Pfaff. I mean, there's not, can't be too many Pfaffs out there. Three ball top of the Keats missed. Rebounded by the Tornadoes, Drew Fouch. Here comes Schistler over the timeline. Little stutter step dribble, kicks to the corner. Three on the way, just short. By Slagle. I tell you what I like about Ethan Schiffer's game is it's a change of pace dribble a lot. Say so we got a mass timeout here. Yeah, the mask out sponsored by Tickham's Electric. If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust, call Tickham's Electric at three three five three zero three four. We'll get some A Town sponsors in here for you folks tuning into the boys' game here. The Charm Center. Keep your head in the game and looking good. This is something uh, Coach Dugan and I both need. Get to the Charm Center and having Diana and Jen help get us looking our best. Whether you, whether you need a quick trim or a whole new look, it's guaranteed at 405 Western Avenue in Abington. Also, how Trucking South of Prairie City on Route 41. They can handle all of your trucking needs from dry van to liquid tank. If you need a food, Hiles will get it done. 
Howells has the parts and can service your heavy-duty trucks and trailers. Howells Trucking is about 41, just south of Prairie City. Long damn basketball here. The Great Western shootout is back. I'm so glad to see it. Yeah, I am too. I know that uh, I said this to you in the pregame of our game, and uh, you've got a weather and suspects whether a team can make it for two hours away, but what a quality day to have, you know, to get here one and then two, quality day of basketball. I know uh, I was here getting help setting up a little bit, and then uh, once, once the day got started, it went by pretty quick. Yeah. Yes, it did. Good basketball today. We'll, uh, we'll kind of recap that at the half. What happened today? Uh, moving to mid-December. I like to move to mid-December. I, I really do, too. Right before the Christmas tournament. I wasn't ready to pass. Well, and, and the thing of it is, you know, with the LTC tournament and jumping into the LTC, that's caused us to you know, move this great Western shootout to this, this time of the year, which I agree with you. It, it kind of gets you excited about basketball before the holidays hit. Yeah, the LTC, they just kind of jam everything into the second half. Once you get past the first of the year, it's almost all conference games the rest of the way out. Yeah. Plus the, the Thomas Tournament thrown in there, too. Got a foul on the drive by Flanagan Cornell. Schistler's going to pick up a personal foul. That's the... Oh, no, excuse me. That's on... Uh, Schistler's going to get to the free throw line. It is William Weber, the 23, for Flanagan Cornell. First free throw is good. By Schistler. And that's what Houston does well. He drives the ball real well to Buck, and if he doesn't get a two-point play, he definitely gets a three-point. Gets them both. Schistler ties things up at six apiece. Both free throws sponsored by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. Call 734-6600 to get your home sold. Boy, they really move the ball pretty well. Shot top of the key. Three is short. By Tyler Fat rebound. Put back is no good, but we'll get to the free throw line is William Weber. And that's going to be Stiegel. It looks like Coach Batson making some adjustments on the defensive side. Had guys in the wrong position there a little bit, but <clears throat> kind of boxed out. You can't let them get second shots, and I think the girls learned anything from tonight. Uh, McCombs is out hustled up for two seconds, second rebound, or, you know, the first rebound, then get second rebounds, and the more shots you get up there, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, um, Reed and I talked about the 50-50 balls. You were probably going to be a little aggravated that you didn't get as many 50-50 balls, and, and, and it doesn't matter what coach it is. I, they want the 50-50 balls. Yeah, all coaches, and this is my cliche to it, is 50-50% balls get caught, get caught. 100% of the time. <laughs> there you go. You know, you you, you played for Coach Stanner at Monmouth College. Fly balls get caught. That's right. Fly balls get caught. I'll always remember that. Bucket on uh, on the offensive end by Clay Flagle for the uh, the A-Town Tornadoes. So they now lead 8-6 over the Falcons. And a missed shot right under the basket by J.D. Ruddy. It's cut right there. Got him underneath the bucket. If he would just splash a little bit more to the high side of that block, he was in perfect position to finish that. Got a little bit caught under the hoop, didn't he? Right wing in the corner. It's Drew Fouts. Back up top of the key. Mishandled by Stiegel. Now right wing to Slagle. Ooh, boy, that's Wait, a travel call there. <laughs> Left wing by Schistler is good. Three ball for uh, Ethan Schistler. That gives him seven points in this first quarter. And gives the Tornadoes a, a four-point lead, five-point lead, and then a right Sam Jones right back in, right back. Uh, trade will trade three, eleven to nine. Tornadoes up by two. He's going to apparently get it over the timeline. Schisler, drop pass along the baseline, shot miss. 
Well, here comes the run out by the Falcons. Missed layup, this contested layup. Good defense there by Slagle to get back. And, but the Falcons get the offensive rebound. Throw a shot, a three-point shot up and miss it. A lot of action going on here. A lot of action, and uh, I just talked about um, Faust getting in shape uh, as far as getting, catching up with his body, but he just had a little bit of lack of strength in that last offensive play. Got to go up a little stronger than that in varsity basketball. Tornadoes, that's just from minor travel there, too. I think you missed it. A kick ball by the Falcons. They get the ball back to the Tornadoes. 11-9, they lead by two over Flanagan Cornell. 106 to go here in the first quarter. Final game of the day from the Great Western Shootout. It's like Coach Link trying to give Easton a little quick breather, and Mr. Stiegel is coming over the bench. And I haven't seen Parker Sumption in the game. I don't know if no, there's an injury I, or what's going on there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And getting it out on the run after the turnover is the Falcons. Down the middle of the lane and scoring. Boy, nobody stopped the uh, ball handler. That's number one responsibility. Yeah. Time of the fast gets the, gets the bucket. We're tied at 11. Slagle on the run. Answers with a little, little eight, nine-foot jumper. That's what a senior does. He had a great football year with being a receiver. He's done great on the, on the basketball court this year. Usually defenders, defends their best offensive guy. He's just the grinder that gets you one on your team. Top of the key three missed by the Falcons. Boy, they, the first four minutes of the ball game, they took their time, had a lot of good ball movement, they just a couple passes and throwing yeah, it up. Not moving the defense at all. And they got, like you said, when they moved the ball, they got some backdoor plays and nice offense. Well, setting a screen for the ball handle at the top of the key. Baseline jumper is blocked and foul. Stiegel will get to the free throw line. That'll be the fifteen foul. On the Falcons, we'll see who it is. And on that last play down here, Sean, you know, Trey McVay stands five foot five. I think the program reads right, five foot five. But you will see Trey McVay hustle, get on the court. I don't know if there's loose change or what's going on, but he usually gets on the court and he will box everybody out. And he won't get the rebound, but his guy won't get the rebound either. That's the important factor for Trey McVay. Stands five five. Well, Dennis, I mean, it's not quite the same, but Dennis Rodman led the NBA in rebounding for several years, and he was one of the, not really tall. the same with Charles Barkley. It's, right. it's desire, man. It is desire. It's hard. One out of two free throws for play play. Oh, that will end the first period as the long shot by the Falcons does hit the glass. Did not go in. So 14-11, to 11, the Tornado Boys lead the Flanagan Cornell Falcons after the first period of play here at having an Avon High School. We'll be back. Back here at Abington, Avon High School. We'll start quarter number two, 14 to 11. Tornadoes have a three-point lead over Flanagan Cornell. Good, good last four minutes there for the Tornadoes. That was great, you know, and the last minute, what, 12 seconds as well, he's just on the floor. And when he does, like I said, when Aton does, he's usually right there leading the ship. But uh, got some quality rest time for him, and I see Parker Stunking is going to look like he took his top off to maybe get back in the lineup here too. Yeah, I don't know what uh, the situation is with Parker there, but that's the man. That's the guy who averages 13 points, second leading scorer behind Schisler. Yeah, you got a three-point lead without Parker Stone King playing. You got to be happy. Yeah, the, the offense takes a different dynamic when um, he he comes on the floor. That's for sure. He is on the floor. All six three of him, six three senior. For the opening passer of the quarter into the backcourt, tracking it down was Trey McVay. 
And dangerous pass to Parker Stone King. Back to McVay. Hard throw from Parker Stone King. Yeah, that's a fastball. Right through Chase. Right through Chase. Oh, oh that's and a charging call. I'll tell you what, there's called a charge, but the guy behind Clay pushed Clay with the body into the other defender and got called for a charge. I, quite honestly, I don't want to play by calls, but it's one of those things, too, you just got to understand the game. He got pushed into the charge. Yeah, you got to gotta see everything. Plus, it was a little deep for me. They go back to that whole semicircle discussion that I try to bring up and get the IHS attention. If the IHS is listening, and they should be, get that semicircle in the lane with the charges. There you go. I had a couple the other night where the, the defender was literally standing under the basket, under the basket when he took the charge. Way too deep. You get a good move in the lane, you get a defender that stands under the basket. Missed shot by eight now. And a turnover. Is that good? Sam Jones for Flanagan Cornell thought it was tipped. He'd like the official to get a little help. Sam Jones thought for sure it was tipped for Flanagan. You thought you thought you thought you seen it. I changed direction. Yeah, I thought it changed direction. And nonetheless, A Town will get the basketball. Stone King to the rim. He'll get to the free throw line. Nice move by Parker. I think he's gonna get two shots. We'll see. Yeah, I would say so. He was in the air and got kinda of undercut there a little bit. That is two fouls on Tyler Fapp for the Woodland or the Flanagan Corner. I don't think I don't think they have the Woodlands in basketball. I think it's just a Wood, Flanagan Corner Woodland call for football. I couldn't find anything that had uh, Woodland right there. The uh, co-op this is the first free throw it is Parker Stone King, an 81% free throw shooter. Must be something in the air today. Yeah, it must be. Second free throw oh, gets the roll this time. Coming back there, I almost call that fundamental too. I mean, there's a reason to call free. Right. <laughs> I mean, I work in radio. I like to take advantage of anything I can get for free. Fifteen eleven. The Tornadoes with that free throw by Parker Stone King, sponsored by uh, Mama Farm and Home Realty, have taken a four point lead with six forty to go. Second quarter. Picking up his dribble is Dallas Hamilton. Now right elbow. Sam Jones is held on his way to the basket. Yeah, there's a lot of hand-stepping going on right there, and I think that's the proper call by Mr. Drew. Three, or excuse me, two fouls on number three, Trey McVeigh. They inbound, ooh, somebody got, somebody got mixed up on defense there. They throw it right into William Weimer for a layup, right over a couple of days down tornado heads. Lack of communication. Got to communicate. Caught looking the wrong way. What and and a travel call on the drive by Drew Faust. Now, that was more of a travel than I thought the last one. I didn't call the charge there, Sean. Yeah, was what I say, travel? Oh, I meant charge, yeah. It's been a long, long day. day. Three games, <laughs> I understand. Hey, I'm here. I got to pick you up when you fall down. <laughs> Although, I like to be aggressiveness by um, Drew Faust there. I like him going to the rim like that, going with some aggressiveness. And, you know, like sometimes you got to live with a couple of charge calls, especially when yep. they're kind of doing something they're not used to doing. Nope. 15-13. can tie with the bucket, and they do. Nice little set that we talked about there in the first half of the first quarter. They just ran it the other way, and you know, I know Coach Link real well on how he, he prides himself on the defensive side of things. And we turned our heads on the ball. Uh, Ace Siegel did, and turned out they cut behind them. 
Oh, Asa Stiegel got that two points back on a nice feed from Parker Stone King in transition. So Stiegel finishes. Backside wide open again. There it is. And same play. He'll go up this time, miss the shot, but he'll get to the free throw line for a couple. Now something's going to have to be adjusted there. And Stone King will pick up the foul. Two shots at free throw line. Four. What do we got here with 5.50 to go? And a uh, warning on the A-Town Tornado bench with 5.50 to go. What's that? Maybe an assistant coach. How, what's the warning go to? Just an assistant coach. Go to the maybe? coach. You go to the, it's a bench warning. Could have been a player or a coach. Slap or on the hand. Yeah. Slap on the hand. There's too many chips on there on shoulders. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'll give the referees excuses. I bet you all three of these guys have done two today at least. Yeah, maybe three. I've seen them a couple times. Yeah, yeah I know yep. those guys were here earlier today. They had another game to go tonight, so they're they're getting pushed to their one as well. I think Ron Grant and I talked to uh, um, oh Robbie Hinkle earlier in the uh, uh, loose on the floor after the missed free throw, and it's going to go to the the Falcons. I talked to Robbie Hinkle. They were, his crew was headed to do the Monmouth Roseville Camp Point Central game tonight. So, and when I seen them earlier today in the hospitality room, which by the way was pretty darn good. Well, did, you make it, did you make it to the last I'll tell you what, Darla does a heck of a job oh, now. Oh, God. Her husband used to be assistant football coach when I was coaching, uh, and I'll tell you what, she'd make a uh, mean chicken and noodle. I don't know how many times she did that for us in the preseason. I'll tell you what, I was the first one to the dinner table when I <laughs> She can cook. 5.28 to go here in the second quarter. A little sloppy ball handling. Oh, another inbound pass. Almost the same exact play to William Weber. Coach Link would just walk out the back. <laughs> He's got to come back and at least finish the game, Coach. <laughs> As he was walking right out the door here at the end of the gym, he was going outside to cool off a little bit. 17-17 now. We're tied. That's a three-point That is. That's a blocking call. That's a good call. Got there a little late on the drive by Aza Siegel. Siegel will get the bucket and get to the free throw line. It's a good call. It is your call. Good play by Aza. His length um, caused a lot of teams some problems. He's only a sophomore. Again, a little more muscle on that body. And, and uh, that guy right there is going to be a nice little player. Makes the free throw. Siegel with five points all in this second quarter. All in curl cuts, which is right. I'm not mistaken. He's got a couple of curl cuts there. And wow, long three. Wow, right. Uncharacteristic three, but offensive rebound by the Cornell or uh, Flanagan. Flanagan Cornell Falcons is good. That's Tyler Fast with the putback after the missed long three by Sam Jones. I don't know how that's not a call. Yeah, it's definitely got some shootout officiating. Oh, three ball. Ball don't lie. That's what the kids say, right? Ball don't lie after the missed call. Drew Fouch buries a three ball. And now, oh, they just uh, went to pick up their uh, their teammate off the floor and kind of ran right over Parker Stone King on the way. That could have got uh, that could have got ugly if Parker would have taken any kind of offense to that. That could have gotten a little chippy there because three players went through Stone King to pick up. Granted, they were just going to pick up their own player, but they went through Stone King. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> and I honestly don't know if he did that on purpose. It's one of those things. I think they kind of both just got each other's way. But. Well, feeling in the game here towards the uh, middle part yeah, of the second quarter. Chippy. Slagle. Uh, excuse me, that was uh, Parker Stone King picking up his second personal foul. So two on Stone King. First free throw is missed by the Falcon. And missed it both. 
And it goes out of bounds. Hamilton with the Falcon. That's what Alex Hamilton missed two free throws, and, and the Falcons are going to get the ball back. What I don't understand about that call is Drew Fouts is not going to hit the ball that way. No, the, the ball went backwards, yeah. The ball went uh, towards what it looked like the Falcons would have hit it. Driving down the lane, spinning is Hamilton. Or Tyler Fouts, he's going to lose it out of bounds, and this will go to the tornado. It's going to travel. It's oh. a nice call on that side. Like he spun, uh, picked up the dribble a little early in, the, in his spin now. Leave it at that, I guess. 4.28 to go. This is one of those things, Sean, that during the COVID years, you got to be ready for a mass timeout here. Oh, look at Drew filling it. No? Offensive rebound by the Tornadoes. They get it stolen away. Here comes Dallas Hamilton on the run. He got to put the ball quick. This is the layup. This is a contested layup with the rebound. Is Helen Hook gets it to Stone King. Now to Schistler. Take it. Yep. Three in the corner is good. Ava Siegel has the on eight points in this period here. Got eight of the twelve. And now we got a moving screen on the Falcon. That's going to go on fast. Tyler Fast, that's his third, and he's the leading scorer for the Falcons. I'll tell you what, Sean, that was a little bit of acting there. Give him an Emmy on that one. I think that was a little bit of a flop. I don't think that was too bad a screen, to be honest with you. So we got a timeout taken here. It's going to be a max timeout with 3.48 to go. 26-19, the Tornado Boys leading by seven over the Flanagan Cornell Falcons. We'll be back in one. Back underway here following the max timeout. First shot. Following the timeout by Easton Schischer. Nice move by Easton, but misses the shot and leads to a run out by the the uh, Falcons. And J.D. Ruddy with his first bucket on a nice feat. I see Aitown doing a lot of ball watching, and unfortunately, it must be an epidemic in the, in the school system because that's what the girls did tonight, too. You can't just, there's three things you got to pay attention to. The basket's going to stay where it's at. You got to pay attention to this handball basket, and that's what I was taught in seventh grade. So. Schistler with a big three ball. Easton at the second three of the ball game, sponsored by Dave Fine Coffee. And Gail Mammoth, Gelsberg, and McComb. And they oh, goodness. Foul. Coach Lake uh, losing his uh, cool over that one, but now he's settled back down again. That was close. That's going to go on Schistler. That's his first, I believe. Yeah. Just one on East of it. He tried to step in and take a charge on the drive. I don't want to complain about referees, but my goodness, you have to. <laughs> you have to reward the defender at some point in time. Yeah, and Easton did a great job of sliding in front of him. Did, did everything he was supposed to do. Took the charge, slid on the old little behind there. And... I mean, if you want to call no call, then call no call. That's right. That's not a block. That is not a block. Yeah, that would have been a good spot for a no call because the, uh, the offender with the defender on the ground, the offender gets through the offense guy, gets the advantage. You might have taken on this play. And he got extension of the arm, too, which, oh, I don't know. Sam Jones makes both free throws. Got another double, got another double horn. You had one of those in your game, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was the one pushing the button. <laughs> Didn't have enough time out, so I started pushing the button and squirt it. <laughs> I already heard you were telling the listeners I was running up and down the court. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We got my steps in tonight. We, we didn't know if you, when you pulled something on that one, because you, you got up, you got up before pretty quick there. We were hoping <laughs> you didn't pull something. Yeah, well, 
Both free throws by Sam Jones for the Falcons. Now on the offensive end for the Tornadoes. Drawing a foul is going to be Hayes the Steagle. I might have lost two years off my life, to be honest with you. And I can... I'll tell you what, Hayes has done a great job in the second quarter. He's assert... been a real assertive offensively and has opened up a lot of driving lanes for Clark Stone King and East Chelsea. Steagle's going to get a pair of free throws here. Make the first one. Yeah, he's got a foul. That's nine points. In the quarter. period, and he only averages four. He does do a good job on the glass, averaging five rebounds, but at least from the stats I got from uh, from, uh, from Coach Link, he was only averaging four points. Yeah, he, like I said, this is this is something uh, as far as Coach Link and Coach Batson, they're really happy with right now. Ten points. He gets both free throws. Yeah, three of three from the charity strike. 31-23 leaks up to eight now for the Tornadoes. Might have been a little travel there by Tyler Fast, but... No call. Misses the shot on the drive and step back. And they're going to say it's out of bounds on, tornado, on the tornado. The Falcons will get another shot here with 2.14 to go until the half. 8-10 up by 8. 31-23. At least they didn't get caught looking there. If Weber didn't get a set third, third uh, layup on an inbound and shot this. There's Trey McVay on the floor once again. And it's all because he's boxing his guy out. Are you kidding me? Three ball. Oh, by the Steagle. A little bit of a heat check on this. Yes, it was. On the run come the Falcons. And scoring is J.D. Ruddy. It's run out there by the Falcons. They, they get in transition pretty they well. They do. They run the floor real well. Cuts the lead down to six. Under two minutes to go. Minute 40. Driving his hook. Gets it back out. To Stiegel down the middle line. All right. And this is the shot. Rebound offensively. No good by Easton Schuster. Still loose. Schuster tries it again. No. Stiegel with the putback. Good hustle crashing the boards there by the Tornado. They're working on triple doubles between him and Schuster playing catch with the hoop in the way. I'm not sure if Falcon left the floor there. I think they just was standing there. No, I don't think anybody actually went up to get a rebound. Free throw line jumper, short. Oh, no. That's McVeigh backing into the shooter. No. No, that's, that's not. One. That's going to be his third. And that'll put Tyler Fat at the free throw line for the first time tonight. I don't get that one. Oh, that one's. No. He didn't even box him out earlier or anything. He just basically, I mean, he's in a great position. <laughs> Three fouls on Trey McVeigh. Short. Like Trey's going to get his foul, that's for sure. I mean, he's undersized, and he's just going to have a lot of grit to him. He's going to play hard, and he's going to play harder than you. He might as well know that going into the game. Uh, as far as talent and ability goes, he won't be one to brag about there, and I'm not putting him down by any means, but that's what also gives him a lot of credit in this team. And we, the official came to the uh, sideline, maybe, uh, maybe an issue up in the bleachers, maybe? And now they're going to bring him back over here. Officials going to come over. They're going to get the, all the officials, uh, and they're going to switch sides so they can continue play. And the officials going to talk to Principal Brad Wheatman. And they still are freezing the shooter. Everybody's freezing the shooter. All this is boiling down to. Now they're going to get a substitution. Nope, can't come in. Nope, because we stopped the play. So I don't know if something's going on in the... Uh, and the bleachers, or somebody's leaving now. That's Give Uncle Tink, yeah. Tink is not leaving. He's leaving just because he's leaving. That's not because he got thrown out. All right, yeah, because I didn't see anybody over there escorting anybody out. So, all right. Anyway, we're back underway here. And uh, Mr. Weedman is keeping his eye on something over there. So, 
back underway here. Three ball no good by Drew Fouch. Here comes the Falcons now. The uh, tornado's going to steal. No numbers. Back it back out. No yep. numbers. No numbers. Uh, maybe there's no numbers. Gonna, they can float it and miss it. Two on four there for the tornadoes. They have taken some early shots and, and early possessions here. Oh, wow. That shot, uh, I don't even, I don't even have a 34, uh, 30, oh, it's 34, there we go. Emerson Weber uh, doesn't get a ton of playing time, it looks I, like on the sheet. He just turned and fired one up. He did, and I don't think he knew Kellen Hook was right to the side of him. So when he did get ready to fire it up, uh, Kellen Hook was right there on his right shoulder. I think he kind of, I don't know if you want to call it, scared him, but he kind of frightened him a little bit, and he almost threw it over the top of so on the run out by the Tornadoes, uh, Emerson Weber is going to uh, pick up a foul and send Parker Stone King to the free throw line for two. And Stone King misses the first one. He's a good free throw shooter. Yeah, he is. He's missed two tonight, and he's fading away. As soon as he shoots, he's kind of stepping off the line. He'd stay with his shot. I don't know who that kid's junior high coach was, but I would hope he would have taught him that. This is interesting. Trey McVay's going in with three fouls. Yes. Parker makes it. Oh, look at that, Asa. And Asa Siegel hustling for the rebound. Can't quite call oh, it in. Yeah. Here comes the Falcons. No numbers. They will back it back out. Probably a good call right there. That's a heads-up play by uh, number four right there. Bunch of seniors. They don't go very deep. I know uh, talking to Coach Link before the ball game and during the pregame interview, uh, Flaming and Cornell have like six or seven guys they play, and that's it, and they're all seniors. I think he said they don't go deep at all. Oh, he jumped the sandwich. Jason dribble back out. Three ball is up and no good. Rebound is loose on the floor. Out of bounds. Who's going to get it with five seconds? Ball. And it's going to be the Falcons. And comes through uh, training. Bay yeah, quickly here with three. Trying not to get Stone King an unnecessary foul here with five seconds left. And don't get lost. Uh, William Weber's got two layups on these inbound plays under their own hoop. Tell you what, Ace Siegel's got player game written all over him right now. Yeah, he does. The lob in, no good. That was hold on to it. Hold on to it. Second and a half. He's a Falcon. Here, one other. He's got a good spot of a trading measure. He tried a three-quarter court shot that didn't get to the other foul line. I don't well, think. the funny thing about Trey is Trey's is going to uh, get a shot in one way or another. Yeah. That, I mean, that was that was all about. 33-25, to 25, uh, not the prettiest of first halves, but uh, the, uh, the Tornadoes will take an eight-point lead into the halftime break. We'll come back and talk about the uh, first first ball game of this doubleheader, the A-Town Tornado Girls basketball game with, with uh, head coach Brent Dugan here in three minutes. It's 33-25, A-Town leading the playing in Cornell Falcons here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRN. Welcome back to having the name on high school. It's our final broadcast of the day here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. It's the final game being played at the Great Western Shootout. Seven good ball games today. 33-25 currently. The A-Town Tornado Boys leading by eight points over the Flanagan Cornell Falcons. We start our halftime show. Sponsored by LMP Agency Insurance Services for your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel Kunkel or Judy Martin at 734-211. Before we get into our Save-A-Lot Food Stores halftime scoring update, we'll, uh, we'll break down this first ball game of this doubleheader. We had our second game of the day, but the first game of our doubleheader 
between the Abingdon Naval and Tornado Girls and the McComb Bomber Girls. 40 to 33, the Bombers get the win over the uh, Tornadoes. And joining me is head coach of the uh, the A-Town Tornado Girls, Mr. Brent Dugan. Just kind of your thoughts on it, Dugan. You have a little, little time to digest it a little bit here. Yeah, I'm still thinking about it. I'm mulling a lot of things over. Things I could have done better. And I always tell the girls, I'll evaluate me more than you will think of evaluating yourself, which it, it comes with a job, right? But uh, I would tell you that... Uh, Tonight's game was just a little disappointing. We had a nice week of practice, but our basketball IQ is what got the best of us tonight. Yeah, it was, uh, let's see, let's just look at the score. He had a 13-5 lead at the end of the first quarter, and then only scored 20 points after that. And, and what was really amazing is you hold, uh, they hold Brooke Piper, or Brooke Peeper, excuse me, Brooke Peeper and Ashley Jones both in single digits. And both being in single digits probably hasn't happened in a while. It hasn't happened in a while, and unfortunately we're, in the midst of right now, putting actually at the point position, which once the ball gets out of our hands and we don't get ball reversal, which we didn't ask the second quarter, once we don't get ball reversal, it's up to get into our hands, and that's that's unfortunate for our offense. And comes all about the IQ. We got to know our our players and know the identity of our players and what they can do best for each each person on the team. You uh, you do have a ball game before you head into the Beardstown tournament, though. We do play Monday night at Westbury, and it's a uh, it's a game where, you know, obviously we're away from home. <laughs> Unfortunately for our home fans, we played better on the road than we have at home. In fact, I want to go move our home games to Ridgewood. We're 4 0 at Ridgewood. So, but uh, all kidding aside, we got to learn how to play better as a team. And, and that's what happened tonight. Second quarter on, McComb got us out of what we wanted to do. Um, hats off to them. Um, but quite honestly, we got in our own way a couple of different times, too, and unnecessary. Unforced ter- uh, turnovers with uh, key people, people that don't normally do that, people that know better to do that, and that's the frustrating part. On I know not only their end, but also the coaches' end. Uh, what did you see? You like? Did she get anything positive? What she yeah, positive? I, I'm, I'm liking how the their three freshmen are playing in and out of the lineup, and they're doing some nice things. Uh, I, I, again, we just got to piece it all together. But in years past, we've had six, seven people we play pretty predominantly, and, and uh, this year we got eight, nine, ten people on the court um, in and out of lineup, and we just haven't adjusted to that very well. You know, one person goes in, okay, that shifts the three to a four or a four to a five or a four to maybe even a two in active case, and we just haven't figured that part out, and that goes back to the coaching, and I'll take full responsibility of that, but I haven't quit on this team. I won't quit on this team, but uh, they need to make a compromise as well as players meet me halfway and start doing some of the things we suggest in the huddle and, and practice. Yeah, 10 games in, instead of 6 or 4, 10 games in, so that means you've got, I'm just on the average of 20 more ball games. you're a third of the way through the season. Um, uh, Bailey Dickerson had, had three threes tonight. The last time I saw Bailey was, was your game against Mount Roseville early in the season. Mm-hmm. Didn't shoot the ball well that night. Maybe she's getting on track. Early. She is, and she had a couple shots that just looked good coming off her hand. They just... You know, for whatever reason, to go down, and you'll have that as a shooter, and she's a zone buster, that's for sure. But uh, even then, we just looked for her in certain plays, and we didn't run a play right uh, to get her those open shots, which she, two of the three threes won set plays. So, again, back to the coaching side of things, it gets a little frustrating at times when you're sitting there going, okay, I just run the play a minute ago, we run it correctly, got three points out, we got a good shot out of it. Then we go out there, and two plays better, try to run the same play, and all of a sudden, our functionality just we lose our minds, and I don't know what that. I don't know what chalked that up to, other than a basketball. The uh, the bombers got some pretty good pressure. Um, 
not taking anything away from the Gold Bombers. Uh, maybe maybe their pressure had a little bit to do with it. It, it, it did. It, you know, I told the girls, and I think Coach Ever over there in Knoxville said this. Uh, I got it from him. I told Chris, told me this. Well, it's what he said. Get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Um, I could tell. I, you know, I didn't have enough time out tonight. I want to call time out a couple different times because I could just see us getting uneasy and uncomfortable and the panic button was hitting. Hell, we were hitting our own panic button. And when that happens, good things don't come along with it. Yeah, you uh, heading to the Beardstown tournament. That's always that's a great tournament. I love that tournament for uh, small school girls basketball. I think it's one of the best in the state. It is, and it's one of the biggest ones in the state. It's not the biggest. It's 24 teams, and we start off with uh, Lining Central. I know they're down a little bit as far as numbers go, but... But if they come out and they play hard, well, they'll be, you know, they'll be competitive. I know they will. And then hopefully we move on. We'll play later that day. If not, we'll come back home and we'll make a three- to four-day stint out of that. And like you said, Beardstown Tournament is a good tournament. It's a little bit of a travel for us, but we see some good teams down there. We get to see some teams that make long runs into the, into the playoff season. So looking forward to that. And quite honestly, Sean, that's, in, in my four years here, three years here with that tournament, I'll see with COVID in the midst of that. I've seen my team grow mm-hmm. during that period of time. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I, I told the girls tonight, I said, we're, you know, I, I'm one to play up here at this level. And I got my hand over my head, which is not too high. I know that. <laughs> it's just over it my head, too. It seems like we're about letter high right now. So uh, potential is a dangerous word. And we're right there right now battling that word. But I, I, I really see us making some progress here in the next couple of weeks. I still see, uh, and I said it before the season started, I still see you guys having uh, having something to do with that LTC uh, championship title uh, run down the stretch there. Uh, I sure hope so. All right, we'll go quickly over the both teams getting ready to head out the floor. We'll quickly go over our halftime scoring here by Save a Lot of Foods. Save a lot of time, save a lot of money, save a lot of food story. And on the first for the, or the uh, me, Flanagan Cornell Falcons, uh, seven points apiece for Sam Jones and Tyler Pfaff. Four points apiece for J.D. Ruddy and William Weber. Two points for Dallas Hamilton and a point for Kelser Collins. Three of ten from the free throw line for the Falcons. For the eight-pound Tornadoes, 12 points for eight to Siegel, all in that second quarter. Ten points for Easton Schisler. Five points for Clay Slagle. Four for Drew Fouts and a point apiece for Parker Stone, King, and Carter Redfern. Nine of 15 from the free throw line. When the uh, Tornadoes got the line a lot. Yeah, he did. Um, and, you know, Clay had a little bit of foul trouble there in the first half. That puts him back on the court. Um, here to start the second half, it looks like, and plays your defensive stopper. Oh, Trey. That's a block, Trey. Yeah, Trey tried to draw a charge there, but and the putback is good. I didn't see It was a judge. delayed flop, wasn't yeah. it, John? <laughs> it, was, it was. It was just about maybe a full second after the contact, and he thought, oh, I, I got a flop on this. <laughs> he finally got a flop. Yep. <laughs> But the bucket was good, actually, by uh, that was uh, Tyler Fapp gets the putback, so it's a 33-27 game now. Yeah, in all actuality, they could say the same thing. Flanagan can. They've had a couple of their key players in, in foul uh, trouble, and, you know, honestly, that's that's what kind of kept their offense down a little bit, too. Killing the hooks runner is no good. Rebounded by the Falcons. Quickly down the floor, Easton Schuster gets in the passing lane. Picked that all up like football season. Three yeah, that's a free safety for you right there. And getting the lane and not getting the shot to go. Same kind of thing. He kind of drew the contact to get the defender away, took it on up, and missed the shot this time. Tyler Pfaff, this shot is good on the offensive end for the Falcons. So it's a four-point game now, 33-29. Game's gotten real interesting here. The first minute and a half of the second quarter, third quarter. 
we are nearing the six-minute mark. I like ball reversal there, and you've got to attack the middle and look backside. A lot of that stuff to be wide open, but uh, you can't hold the ball, and that's unfortunately what the girls did there in the first game uh, of this doubleheader. And you can't tell what zone this is. Kind of a three and one, two, two, but it's, he's kind of switching out. And Parker Stone King is going to get the charge. And that will be his third. So, look, here's the foul situation. Stone King with three for A-Town. Three for Trey McVeigh for the Falcons. Uh, they got four guys with two fouls. I don't see anybody with three. No, but uh, four guys with two. 33-29, talking basketball. They trail by four. Off the keys, Dallas Hamilton trying to spin on Kellen Hook. Hook stays right with him. Now Coach Brian Yoder. For the Falcons, calling out a new set. 13th year for for, uh, for Coach Yoder. 182 wins. And a three ball is good by J.D. Ruddy. Big shot. It's down to a one-point lead now. A 7-0 run to start this second half. And a travel call in the backcourt on the hook. So the Falcons will have a chance to take a lead here. That looks familiar. Um, just... When you play off one foot, you're only half a person. That's what a coach told me a long time ago. You need to play with two feet under you and be strong with the ball, and that's all that turnover was there, playing off one foot. In fact, the two uh, plays down here at the other end, one with a charge and the other one with uh, Easton, just playing off one foot. You to play off two feet. J.D. Rudder on a, on a little cut baseline and a good find on the wing. A little 9-0 run. Yeah. It is a... There's a lead for the Falcons. They had the lead for a while. 34-33. Now a timeout taken by Coach Link for the Tornadoes. Just as uh, a tornado is just about ready to get trapped there. Yep, yep. That's one of the things. You can't go trap and pick, and, uh, pick up your dribble. You can't do that. Let's talk about some sponsors helping bring you A-Town basketball in this doubleheader tonight. Electromechanical Resources, with over 40 years of experience, you can rely on Electromechanical Resources. EMR can repair and rewire your farm, commercial, industrial, or residential motors to help minimize your downtime. Need parts? If EMR doesn't have them, they can get them. Customer service is the number one priority at Electromechanical Resources in Abington. Also, having the talk of a lifetime can make a big difference. Sharing stories with the people we love and cherish not only strengthens our bond with them, but will also be very significant when it comes time for us to honor the life they live. This message is brought to you by Vincent Pearson, West Funeral Directors and Cremation Services in Gellisburg and Abington. The Charm Center, Electromechanical Resources, Howell Trucking, Vincent Pearson, West Funeral Directors and Cremation Services, and Shelley Poston, Country Financial and Functional. Uh, jumping on here for our doubleheader of basketball from the Great Western Shootout. Again, I say it all the time, without them, we can't pay our high salaries for our color analysts and our board operators. Floater in the lane. What are you guys doing right started. there, Sean? Uh, in that lane. That's a, good, uh, that's a good set out of the timeout. Into the lane, J.D. Ruddy. It's a return pass from Sam Jones, and Ruddy gets the bucket. Ruddy has caught fire here. I think Coach, Coach Link and Coach Duggan are saying the same thing. A lot of false help, but you can't. What you can't do on the help side is help too much, and that's what the girls did, and that's what the boys are doing. At times, there's there's three people running the ball, and you can't have that. It gives gives the numbers away, and especially on screen and roll stuff. You gotta you gotta like read it, step back, and, and really take advantage of what the defense or offense is giving you. I learn I learn something every time we get together. False help. I've never heard that term before. I learned something tonight. 
Three ball in the corner is good by Kellen Hook. That's a His big first point. Yeah. And what I like with the adjustment Coach Link did, he put Kellen in the corner over here a little bit, got him out off the out, out of, you know, he found a little bit of problem with pressure up top. And now he's in that baseline corner shot, and that's his best shot. I've seen him make a lot of those this year, JV game included. Falcons now trailing by two in the basketball. They'll fire a three in the corner. Short. Rebound by Easton Chisler. Good job of Easton going up and getting that. With the foul trail, it looks like A-Town went zone, which you don't say a whole lot of that. Oh, get away for the floater. He's got five in this period. A nice little move by Kellen. He gets the lead back up to four for having the A-ball. Sam Jones. Gets rid of it and tried to get a Slagle. Slagle fell pass up ahead. Lamp is good and slapped in the eye as Easton Schistler. He's not very happy about it. He, got, he took a whack on that layup. Got the layup to go, but should have been a three-point play and nearly a three-point opportunity for J.D. Ruddy. If you knew Easton Schistler. Oh, no, that's a charge on Ruddy. Yeah, a moving screen. A moving screen, yeah. So, if you knew Easton Schistler, he's just not that kind of guy to show an emotion like that. So, it's kind of, I don't know. He took a pretty good whack on that layup that he scored. I mean, he took a whack right in the side of the head. Now yeah. turnover. By A-Town. Gives the ball back to the Falcons. They trail by six. Back out to the right wing. Now they swing it. Oh, a fake swing there. Now they're going to hold it. Lots of dribbling here by Dallas Hamilton. Got Schuster guarding him. Schuster pokes away from behind him. Pokes it right to... Did he get the assist for that? Right to William Weber. He literally... Poked it from behind and went right to Weber, who makes the shot. Bad luck there for the tire for the uh, tornadoes. Oh, I guess Stone King barrels into a couple of Falcons. Here, here comes the Falcons on the run out layup. Good. They're, they're, they do have a nice transition offense. They average fifty-five points. So that tells me they they get up and run a little bit. Yep. Forty-two to forty. Oh. Got to and now another turnover for tornadoes. Here comes Sam Jones. He loses it. He gives it back to the Tornadoes. No numbers. Back it back out. No numbers. Back it back out. No. Stone King takes it. And a charge on Parker Stone King. That'll be his fourth. I think Coach Lynn's going to get one here. He is not very happy with the official right now. 42 to 40. That's a charge on Stone King. His fourth. And, uh... Coach Link, yeah, definitely give him his uh, his opinion of what he thought on the call. Strong move by Stone King, but again, the defender was really, really deep. Yeah. Yep. I think you're on to something, Sean. Half time out with two minutes. Two oh seven. We got a lot of we got a lot of playing time in there before we got to the half timeout. It is forty two to forty, eight town leading by two here as we head to a mask timeout. We'll take a one minute break here on AM thirteen thirty FM ninety four point one WRM. Back here at Abington Avon High School. Mass timeout. Got all the way down to the two-minute mark. Nearly turning it over as the Falcons on their first possession. Probably mass timeout, but as luck would happen for the Falcons, it fell right into the uh, teammate fan. 42-40. Here's that backdoor play. Here's that backdoor play. Yeah, they defended it much better that time. Much better. There it is again. There's another one. Oh, really the prayer. J.D. Ruddy misses the layup. Wow, that would have tied it. Well, that was just bang, bang, just back cut, back cut. After the first one, I, you, you know, kind of relaxed a little bit, and that opened up that second one. 
just for the free ball. It's good. We talked about the play that Flanagan ran out of, high, at, uh, out of their timeout. There's a nice little play that he can run, too. Three ball is answered by Tyler Pfaff. Didn't he do that last time? Just for hit yeah. one. I think he answered he it right three. back to the one. Go to the ball. Go to the ball. Schaeffer gets baseline, and he's fouled on his way to the basket. I think Ruddy will pick that up. Yeah, that'll be his third in my book anyway. Yep, he got three, but that's, that's going to be a... That's tough because he, he's done a nice job out there for He's had a really good middle. He did not score in the first quarter. He's had a good middle quarter here. He's got, uh, what's he got, 11 points just in yep. the second, third quarter alone. So, Olav into Schistler off the inbounds, kicks it back out. Two Parker Stone King. Now driving out Stone King. Excuse me, that was a few fouls. Now Schistler with a three, misses. Loose on the floor, still loose on the floor. Picking it up is the Falcons. They have well, they've run a nice transition game. That was that was tic tac toe for the layup by Kelser Collins. That was just bing bang boom and it was good. And I'll tell you this, the ball's just not bouncing any down way. Not to say, you know, they want they aren't gonna feel sorry for themselves, but that ball just didn't bounce their way right there. Nice little hustle over here, but just didn't get rewarded with it. We are tied at forty five. Dangerous entry pass down in there, back out to Schistler. He'll step up, drew some contact. Yeah, looking around, didn't get the call. Missed the shot. Here comes the Falcons. Now, a little contact there. I'm not sure. It was not cool. put back by Kelsey. Like, oh, got pushed right in the middle of the back on that rebound. So I don't. 47-45 with six seconds. Three on the way. Oh, that's a big one for Drew. With a second, three-quarter quarter. Oh, hit the front of the rim. 48-47, that three ball by Drew Fountain, sponsored by Dame Fine Coffee and Mama Gelsberg and McComb. Get a latte, energy drink, and more. Dame Fine Coffee. That gives the Tornadoes a 48-47 lead over the Falcons of Flanagan Cornell heading into the fourth quarter. We'll be back. Back here at Abington Avon High School, you hear the buzzer. We're getting ready for the fourth quarter. 48-47, to 47, the Tornadoes with a one-point lead on that big three by three foul. That's huge. That's another sophomore. I mean, the sophomores uh, tonight have played really well. that third quarter and second quarter. Beagle had a nice second quarter. Uh, Kellen had a couple shots there in the midway through the third quarter, and then not a bigger three tonight than what uh, Drew Fouts just hit. They cannot come out in zone here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, a little different look here. See how the uh, the uh, Falcons handle this. Oh, spacing is not real good here. But no. the Falcons have like three guys in the five foot span. And on the left wing, high post is wide open. Nope. Now give it's it away. Right. Yeah, I think this might be uh, might be a great switch here by Coach Link. So you have a little link with Spiegel, Stone King, and, and Fouch. Drive in is. Stokey's going to be fouled on his way to the hoop. He's got four fouls. He's got to play off two feet right now. Can't get a silly charge like he did that on that fourth, fourth foul he got earlier in the, or what, midway through the third, I guess. He can't do that. He's got to be shooting from 10 feet right there. He can't go in there and try to get a risk getting a charge. Right. I, I totally agree. 
Uh, and yeah, four fouls. He didn't play it at all the first quarter, right? He didn't play at all the first quarter. So that's four fouls in just a little over two quarters. Stump King jumper on the baseline is no good, but there it is. Beagle, Beagle for the putback. That is Steagle. Two, four, six, eight, ten, fourteen points tonight. Average is four. Four at fifty to forty-seven. That gets the lead out to three now for the Tornadoes. Three to tie it in the corner. No good by the Falcons, but the offensive rebound put back. No good by Tyler Fast, and he gets the rebound to his rebound. Yep, next the box out there. That was a key play there. Fifty to forty-nine. Back to a one-point game and loose on the floor. Here comes the Falcons off the turnover, and the layup is good by Hamilton. It's the Falcons by one. Fifty-one fifty. Over the timeline is Schisler. So back to Stone King. Now Schisler on the right wing. Stone King back to the top of the key. 2 3 stone here by the Falcon. In the lane. Now Schisler. Three from the left corner. Long. Yeah, I can see that. And it's tipped right to Stone King, but he gets it tipped away from him. And that's it. Coach Link just got teed up, and he is out on the floor, and he is as bad. As I have ever seen him, he's you lucky to pick up that those, second one. Yeah, you will not. Wow. He's not done yet. <laughs> wow, he is giving the official all kinds. He's already been teed up once, and he's getting a good glare down from the official. He doesn't want to, you know, no official really wants to kick a coach out. No. I'm sure there's paperwork involved. You don't want anything <laughs> to do with that. So. There is. There is. None of your, your side of the story with the coach's side of the story. But at the free throw line will be Sam Jones, technical on. Head coach Corey Lincoln. Yeah, he was so angry. He was out. He was almost out of the top of the key. Yeah, it's three. been a while since he's been on the floor. It was about <laughs> seven or eight years ago, or more than that by now, 12, 13 years ago. First technical free throw is missed by Jones. The second one is up, and he gets the second one. So one out of two for uh, the Falcons, and they had possession anyway. We'll get possession here after technical. So we really lost, uh, lost a point on there, and... I'm sure Coach Link will sleep a little better knowing he got it out of the system. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's out of the system yet. Six minutes exactly here in the fourth quarter. Now it's the Falcons by two, 52-50. Tornado's led by one at the beginning of this quarter, 48-47. Moving screen. There it is. Moving screen is going to go on the Falcons. Number 30. And now Coach Yoder says, hey, now, um, give me some, uh, I'm like, don't give Link, don't give Coach Link the call after you know, the big tantrum. Yes, yep. And that foul is going to be the third on Tyler Fast. He's the leading scorer uh, on the season, and it looks like tonight's game also for the Falcons. And that is Clay Slagle to Schischler in the corner. He's doubled, spins out of the double, and tripped. He's going to go on William Weber. That'll be his third. Yeah, the Schistler drawing the contact. You're right. I mean, right now, uh, both teams just need to drive to the hoop. but think you're going to get some calls. Um, but, yeah, there, there's a lot of tic-tac stuff going on right now, pushing and pulling, and the referee's got to get this well established. And they throw uh, it in the safety valve into the backcourt, picks it up. Uh, that's the quarterback and receiver up. there. Slagle <laughs> in the lane, picks up his dribble. Fine, Schistler, three balls. That's always a good uh, option there. Fine, Schistler. Schistler, that gives him 20 tonight. There's a a receiver thrown to a quarterback there. (laughs) 
what they, what they call that? That's a play in the NFL. He's answered every time Sister Hornady did. That is Fath again with a three to answer. That gives the Falcons a two-point lead. I don't think Aitown wants to see Sister make a three and then Fath get the ball because he yeah, made a three right. every time. Boy, boy, Sister took one in the face there coming down the right side of the lane. And the backside official called that. The official that was staring at it on that side didn't blow the whistle. Or if he did, I should have hear it. Okay, that's fast. That'll be his fourth. That's big. That's huge. That is huge, especially now. Well, now, now, now it's just to make the three. Now it's going to make the three. <laughs> right. right. But that is a big call. On the bench, that is going to be impressive. Uh, just under five minutes left. That's four fouls. Ooh, nice ball take. Nice ball oh. take by Stiegel. And then he lost the handle on it. Goes out of bounds on a oh, foul on the And I think foul. he did lose the handle on it. I don't think he yeah. got fouled. No, right. I, I mean, he got kicked in the face before that. But, right. You know, you, you don't look that kind of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Two fouls on Kelsey Collins at the free throw line. Is Aza Stiegel. He's three for three from there. That was the first one. Did you jinx him there? I, I, I was just about to say he's a 50% free throw shooter on the season and it's three for three tonight, and I just jinxed him. All right. I'll let you have that one. He misses this one. I'm taking you down. Nice touch. Nice touch. He got it. He saved you there, Sam. Let's have some little earbuds in. Listen. That brings eight down to within one, 55-54, with 4.45 to go here in the fourth quarter. A good ball game on our hands here. I do. I like how both teams are kind of executing plays here. They've done a nice job here. Man-to-man defense by the Tornadoes. Hamilton. Two Jones. Now right wing. Spinning. It's Kelser Collins. And a timeout taken by head coach Brian Yoder. Yeah, with with, uh, with Fath off the full. It's a little bit discombobulated there for the uh, Falcons. I doubt a fast leaves the floor a whole lot. I don't think so. Maybe they go offensive defense with him a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I tried to do that in our game. I think we got a little bit out of whack um, just because we had no flow to the game. But sometimes you've got to do that to also spark it. You know? right. and, yep. Yep. and faith has been, Fath has been your guy that puts the ball in the rim here, especially in the second half. So he's answered every every time they down scored. So I don't know. Maybe you go offensive defense with him a little bit here. 426, so we haven't gotten to the mass timeout. That was just a, uh, the first timeout taken by Coach Yoder for Cornell. They lead by 155 to 54, 17 fouls on the uh, pocket. So the Tornadoes will be shooting the rest of the way out. You know, you talk about coaching strategies. The new one for coaching strategies is the mass timeout. It's the TV timeout. Yeah, right? Yep. yep. And if you can get your, your players a little bit extra rest, you know, um, you're gonna, you know, you gotta look at home of time management a little bit uh, on that side of thing and anticipate that that uh, that timeout. And of course, with four, both teams have four timeouts here. This this game's gonna be a long time from being over. The the officials have done a pretty good job of recognizing the first dead ball after the four minute mark of each period for the match timeout. Early in the season, there was a couple times if you you know if you're planning that way and they miss it, you're like, well, that throws my strategy right, right. out the window. Yeah. But you just got to hope that the officials are on it. And they have been here in the last couple of weeks. But it won't touch you there in that first couple of weeks. My door. Oh, there's eight again. Loses it. Picked up. Well, there's Parker Stoneking sits out. Stoneking's going to foul out on the drive by Sam Jones. It is. Yeah, that's a lot of time at 4 one And is he going to get 
Is that going to be the second technical on? That's going to be Coach Link with the second technical. Yeah, you got to get your money's worth now, Coach. Now you got to go over there and get your money's worth. <clears throat> and yeah. He's ejected, right? Yeah, he's gone. This game in the next game. Yeah, I'm not leaving until I get my money's worth. If that's just me, though. <laughs> so Stone King's going to foul out with five fouls. That will put uh, Sam Jones at the free throw line for the fouls, and then we'll get the technicals. Or is it technicals before the fouls? Jones makes the first one. I'm sure he's going to stay on the line for all four of them. Coach Link has been ejected out of the ball game with uh, two technical fouls and missed one, so split for Jones. He did that last time with the technical. And... Oh, yeah, I guess it wasn't a shooting foul. Okay, so he doesn't get the two shots. Only 14 fouls on, on eight count. So Coach Link headed to the uh, locker room a little early today. I mean, the... Uh, and uh, that Coach Link? <laughs> no, no, that's... Oh, it's the, the PA. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All kinds of things going on here, folks. There's a little feeling in the game. 4-0-1 to go here in the fourth quarter. It's 56-54. The Falcons are Flanagan, 4 now. They can eight down tornadoes. Two, two, uh, two technical fouls on Coach Link. He's been ejected. I was just actually before the technical. I was just going to uh, get into the conversation of what is worse for a coach, getting the technical or having to sit for the rest of the game. That would drive me insane. You, you know the way I coach, Tony. You've done numerous games for for our team, and I really appreciate that, but you rarely see me sit down. And I try to. I, 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 if I had a buckle and chains on my ankle, I still would get up somehow. I just can't sit down that long. That's, and I'm talking to all the coaches that I do about the same subject. They said the worst part about a technical is having to sit down. Now he's sitting in the locker room with the second technical. There's that back cut play. Missed this time by J.D. Ruddy. Rebounded by Aza Siegel. I see more motion out of Easton sister. Boy, he was a lot of ball pressure on that particular defensive play. I, you don't really get him get him going. but uh, A reach foul on Dallas Hamilton. He's got uh, a lot of words to say there in the officials. <laughs> the official is D.F. Hamilton. One and one, boys. Yeah, one and one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there we go. That's uh, one and bonus. That will put Schistler at the free throw line. <laughs> the officials are going to go a lot of sorts. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, you got to know that's one and one as soon as you make the call. You're looking at the board, too. But uh, there's a lot of talking going on with the players and the coaches. Honestly, uh, I don't know. At some point in time, that's got to dissolve, too. Yes, exactly. I've, I've seen that. I've, I've noticed that as well in the first half. It's not demonstrative, but they're, they're definitely doing some talking. Yeah, I mean, players don't get the right to talk to the referees. I mean, coaches, yes, you do. You can work the referees, all that good stuff. I don't know how much that gets you. It never works for me, anyway. <laughs> but uh, I also think sometimes when the players start doing it, you got to start uh, taking a stance on that, calling together and say, hey, listen, this is a good game. Don't make it any worse. And don't, don't make a technical or something else by a player be the reason why you lost the one game. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's, you can get um, the coach's job to get one every occasion. It's just going to happen. Yeah, uh, players, it should never happen. Yeah, it's, it's, he's fighting for your team, your team right, your, your right as a player. Let him do that. That's his job. The player's the play. That's the reason why you're called a player. Totally, so, if you get a foul called against you and you look at the sideline and the coach doesn't seem too upset, that's just probably, you're probably wrong, too. <laughs> exactly right. You know, and, and I know Coach Link very well. Coach, you know, uh, uh, not 
not necessarily coach with him, but I've always coached and bounced things off of him. He's bounced things off of, of me, and we talked to a basketball a long time. We usually don't see much emotion out of Coach Winston. Uh, that, that usually means something wrong when <laughs> there's somebody like that that's just kind of going off about the referee. Yeah, he uh, that first set of goal, like we, we said earlier, he was out nearly almost at the top of the key there, about halfway to the top of the key at least. So back on the field, or back on the court, this feels like a football game broke out in here. Easton Schuster gets the first free throw, and he wanted the bonus, so he'll be rewarded with a second charity toss. If he makes this one, it ties it up. At 56, shot is up and good. So Schuster ties things up. Big free throws right there. by the senior. Following the mask timeout, sponsored by Tickham's Electric. We are tied with 3.30 to go here in the fourth quarter. It's a good one. Good, good way to end the day. On the way to the hoop, and this one is Sam Jones. And saved by Dallas Hamilton. Oh, oh, he blew the ball. Oh, I don't... Unless Dallas Hamilton went to save the ball and threw it off a tornado, but his foot had to be on the line, right? Before the toss, maybe? Yeah, that's what they had to call there. I mean, otherwise... It clearly went off the tornado. It did. And then it didn't come back off of him out of bounds. I don't think so. I didn't notice that either, but it's tornado basketball. They'll take it. I've said for several years, any call in my favor is a great call. (laughs) 56 all with three minutes to go now in the fourth quarter. In the corner, trapped, not strongly trapped, is Schischler. Goes the ball. Goes to the ball. And throws it away. Gets the steal of Dallas Hamilton. And now a foul in the back door. Well, no, they're going to say that. The Eagles played a great game. He's all over the court. Put some points on the board, too. I mean, how many deflections does he have? We don't, we don't have a stat on that right now, but he's got a lot of deflections. And we've got quite a few rebounds and quality points. You know, he gets, he's, he's definitely put the ball in the hoop. We're tied with 2.39 to go. Falcon basketball. Thomas the key, now they swing it left wing. Now back to the top of the key to Tyler Fowler. Oh, travel. Back to four fouls. Baseline jumper is no good. It's going to go out of bounds off of William Weber. Could have easily been over the back call there. Whoever will hustle back on D and is taking the press off. It's uh, taking the full floor pressure off. That's the Falcon. We're tied at 56, 2.15 to go. Third quarter, fourth quarter. Driving is Aza Siegel. Runs right and over his defender. Blocking call for Siegel. will get to the free throw line, I think, unless they call it on the floor. Well, free throws anyway because they're in the bonus. I'd say the shooting, yeah, he's giving, he's giving two shots here. Now, this is what A-Town needs to do. You know, sometimes you take the air out of the ball, but you get up two, I still take it to the hoop. I mean, the nope. referees are still trying to establish the game, and they're going to get, they're going to call some foul. First free throw is good. 15 points by Guy Ramsey four. <laughs> Looks like the coach drew it up, man. Good money for the free throw line, too. I should have waited oh, for the second free throw. Listeners, I'll get him smacked in the back of the head. Nope. Oh, 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 and getting down the floor, Dallas Hamilton tried to draw the foul on Schistler. 
In the corner. Flanagan went in here. They haven't gone man most of the game. They've been in that little uh, matchup zone, but they just went man. Slagle drives baseline. Kicks no, you don't want that shot. Jumper is no good. You don't want that out. shot. No, rebounded by J.D. Ready. For Not when you're in double bonus on next slide. You don't want that shot. That's a that one. Yep, you didn't need that one. So it's Falcons' chance to tie with the bucket. They can take a lead with a triple. A minute 15 on the clock. And now setting the screen is ready for Sam Jones. Ooh. We get the basketball Tyler foul or Tyler Fast. Here the crowd starting to get into it. Here, good crowd here for this final game. Jones drives on Schiffer to the hoop and scores a tie. Nice take by Sam Jones. He's got 11 with 50 seconds to go. Both both coaches with plenty of timeouts should they choose to use them, but. Hey, Coach Link is off the uh, yeah. Coach Link is off the floor. Ooh. Getting ejected in the lane. What a play by Eagle! It was a no no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What are you doing? And then to the free throw line he goes. And that will be that will be four fouls on William Weber. So Weber with four, Tyler Fast with four, and Ruddy with four. Let's see if Flanagan comes back with that clear-out play they just run in the last possession. Big free throw here for Stiegel, and he's short. Oh, don't foul, don't and foul. the back, Stiegel. Now, you had a foul to give there. Actually, you got, that's only five team yep. fouls, so now you still got a foul to give with 36.6. Timeout taken by uh, head, head coach, uh, acting head coach, Caleb Aston. Coach Aston, which, okay, he has college yeah, experience right. there, so, I mean, nothing against Coach Link. I mean, obviously, that's why Coach Link has him as a assistant coach, which is a great deal of experience you're putting in that other right there. Spent some time on, uh, spent plenty of time on the Scott sideline. He sure did, yeah, he sure did. Uh, and he coached Chris the 7th and 8th grade team this year for the girls team from our program. Oh. Yeah, he's burning uh, sick of both ends there. But he took the 7th grade team state for the first time ever in eight count. Uh, as far as consolidation goes, well, eight, eight or nine years of consolidation, just the 7th grade team to state this year. Now, Reed Kelso and I actually talked about that uh, at length uh, at halftime of your ball game is, is the uh, the talent down there in that junior high level for the girls. Yeah, there's a nice uh, level of talent. Of course, Caleb does a great coach back does a great job with them and gets them in the right position, knows how to teach defense, and I'm sure that's what they just talked about that they're in that huddle on, switching high screens maybe and uh, making sure the role they don't get that back door play. That's, I bet you Flanagan's running that back door play here. At least that's what I would be doing. They've had a great deal of success on that play along tonight. Yeah, whenever the tornadoes have stopped it, they came right back with it within a few seconds later with another one, and usually the second one has been successful. The first one's not. All right, Falcon basketball with 30 seconds on the clock right now. They trail by two, 60 to 58. There's that clear up, right? Dribbling by Sam Jones. Gets into the corner. Isn't that five seconds on Boy, you would have thought. Bob's it there, back to Jones with 20 seconds to go. We'll see if Coach... Yoder wants to call a timeout. He's going to let his team go. You can Jones. switch that if you want to. Yes, play all the line shooting. Passed up a three by Dallas Hamilton. Down to nine seconds. Down to eight, seven, six. And Hand up. He's a timeout. Up. Need a timeout. Jones, three. On the way is no oh, oh, Hamilton, the tornado survived. I am, I am really shocked, Coach Yoder. Did not call a timeout when the offense kind of looked a little stagnant, a lot of dribbling, a lot of dribbling. You have four timeouts on, on yeah. the 
And then you're talking, uh, whether you have an experienced team or not, uh, I don't know what question what he's doing. He's, uh, he did a great job tonight, but it's one of those things. He just looks a little bit disarray. I would have yeah, I would have called him a time out there, uh, drawn up something, at least got a better shot than what they got. You, you had the ball with, I think, 33 when they inbounded. So you had a, you had a play called. And once as a coach, you look out there and go, uh-oh, my original play kind of broke down here. It's time to call a timeout and call another play. But, you know. Yeah, it's, it's easier to coach them up here. Yeah, that. I know. Exactly. <laughs> you're, right. you're absolutely right. And getting the uh, the MVP is Easton Chisler. So congratulations to Easton Chisler. We'll uh, total up his points and uh, talk about this. We've got a little bit to talk about here on the postgame show. And Coach Link. He uh, he promised me he would come up this time. He said I caught a lot of grief for not coming up back at uh, the Orient tournament. Yeah, I bet he did. I, I tell you what, I can text him real quick too. He might he might run off. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Coach Link. Uh, yeah, he's going to go get him. Up. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. That's a good ball game by the uh, Tornado. Sixty to fifty-eight, they get the win to uh, get uh, within the game of five hundred at five and six, and the Falcons will drop to six and three. The Falcons are planning to get the four and a half. We're going to take a three minutes and uh, come back here and talk about it on the postgame show. Welcome back to Abingdon Avon High School. Is uh, the uh, happy A-Town fans filing out of the gymnasium after a full day of basketball as we end the uh, seventh game of the day, maybe the best one of the day, 60-58, to 58, the A-Town Cornell boys defeat the Flanagan Cornell Falcons to get to uh, five and six on the season, and uh, joining us here on the post game show is head coach Corey Lane. Coach, congratulations, man! You got your dress back? No, not really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, Sean. It, it's uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of the guys. They, they picked me up, and you know, I kind of told myself going in. I told you in the pregame that we kind of we needed a dog. We needed to be that dog tonight, and, and we found it. And, and I was going to fight for him. I thought there's a few calls and they go our way. But I got I to get better at it. not complaining about them and keep myself in the game. But, but uh, if, it, if it makes any difference, I never have learned that. So <laughs> you're all right. But uh, I'll, fight, I'll fight with you guys all day long. Um, we, we, fa- we found ourselves tonight, and I think that's the biggest key, and that's what we were trying to talk to you guys. We had, like I told you, we had a tough, tough day yesterday, and uh, we kind of got our point across. And that's what we've been looking for, and, and now, now we can roll. Now we can take this and roll off of it. I thought it was pretty cool. As soon as, uh, as soon as they got kids got done shaking hands, they headed, I mean, they made a beeline jet right from the locker room to yeah. get you. Yeah, I was, uh, that makes you feel good as a coach, you know, and and uh, I, luckily my, my wife's a uh, cheer coach over there, and she was uh, maybe FaceTiming me a little bit, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we, so I kind of, kind of had it seen, and, uh, and I knew they were going to, I knew they were going to take care of it. I, uh, uh, I filled up a water jug and had it ready for them, and then when I heard them come up the stairs, I drenched them a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's what we needed, and, and I'm glad. I'm glad they fought and they and they got taken care of. Because if it would have went the other way, man, I I don't know where we would went after that. I you know I said this to Coach Quinn too after he was uh, uh, you know might have been ejected out of a game. I said <laughs> I was waiting for you to come come in with the uh, kind of the glasses and maybe the fake mustache like a Bobby Valentine thing. Yeah, I, I thought about putting my coat on and uh, <laughs> coming coming out the tunnel and kind of sneaking my way in the stands. You could have shaved your head or something <laughs> like that. I, mean, grass, I don't know. My wife would like that. I, I still got to keep the good looks a little bit. You know? <laughs> 
But uh, but yeah, I it was it was a long day, long process, and I'm I'm glad we glad we came out on top. You got an assist from Coach Batson over there. He yeah, did a pretty good job on the. Yeah, we uh, they executed, and then and man, that was a that was a big stand there late. I think they they held it for what the last forty five seconds, yeah. something like that. And we got a big stop. Um, we had some young guys step forward, take a big step, and uh, Stegall. I'd like to give him a shout out. He oh, he, yeah. played a, he played a big game and made some big plays down the stretch, and uh, and that's that's what we've been looking for. You know we. We're still going to have some mistakes from them guys, and that's just the learning process. And and it's funny because I was talking to uh, Coach Fugit over at Elmwood. We played them last week, and he's like, "Man, you just got to remember that these guys didn't have last year. You know, we had a, we had a short thing. Those guys didn't have a summer, and it kind of made me take a step back and realize, you know what? That's true. These guys are still learning the process. These guys haven't been through the the grind, and and I." I, I got them now, you know, because <laughs> now I see what they're capable of, and, and they they took a big step tonight, and that's and that's what we needed. Well, and Coach Link, let's just talk about that real quick. I know you got big minutes and big points and big deflections and big rebounds by Ace Siegel. Big everything. I mean, I mean, he just across the board from the second quarter on. Just took, he kind of took the game over, Not, yeah. and, and it kind of almost made Easton Schuster look like second best in the team. <laughs> which, if you have that going for you, that's a good problem. That's a good problem to have. It's a it's a great problem to have, and you know, and and. And we kind of need we need that second guy, you know. And I was hoping after that Thanksgiving tournament when we didn't have Stone King out there, and uh, and those guys kind of got some experience and difficulties, tough tough love and stuff like that. But uh, if if we can get that from him and uh, Clay Slagle playing playing like that all the time, is we're we're gonna be tough. Well, and then you can't can't miss the fact that Drew Fouch had a couple big shots tonight as well there, in big moments. And, and when he bust that three right before the end of the quarter, there the big one. You couldn't ask for much more oh, out of his no. efforts, too. No, he was he was big, and uh, and I was talking to talking to my assistant coach because we had a we had a little we had a little incident this morning. I should say we had we had somebody miss shoot around, and you know we were trying to make it a teachable lesson, and so so kind of sat him down, and I was talking to my assistant Pierce about. Now, who who are we gonna go with that guy to start and give us big minutes right off the bat? And, and Drew steps up and he uh, he's he's very capable of knocking down a shot. You know he's he hesitates, but man, he's got a good stroke and and I was glad to see that one go in for him. Yeah, and and and, and games in the past, you know the three or four that I've seen, he's been hesitant. Yeah, but man, he was. I mean, he kind of stepped up, and that's kind of stuff you're talking about. It's, what you're looking for, yeah, for us to take steps forward as as a boys basketball team, get out of that. And I think that that. That practice yesterday kind of brought that out of them because we, you know, it was a lot of tough love. It was you make a mistake, you know. Our senior leaders were saying, "Hey, next guy up," you know, and and so we we got some of those guys to buy in and and not hesitate and believe in themselves because there's a lot of times where those younger guys just don't believe right now, and and that and that comes with experience, like we've talked about, but. But it was it was key. It was big tonight, and, and we need that moving forward because you know there's there's times where East is not going to have it, and there's times where Stone King's been in foul trouble like he has the last two games, and and we need those guys. And and it was it was huge for us that they caught up and uh, made some big plays. That's that's a very good planning and team. You know, I was trying to get that point across that hey, they might not look like much coming off the bus, but man, they play hard. They play really after hard. It. They're well coached. They do the right things, and, and that was big. And the one thing I saw was their offense. They were setting good screens. 
I'm kind of, some of them might have been a little bit moving. Uh, oh, oh. I don't know if that's it's, what exactly you have the problem with. <laughs> <laughs> and that wink, wink. Everything's <laughs> a charge call these days. No, it is. But they did a nice job of screening, I thought. And they did a good job of coming off that screen, whether it's a flare cut or a curl cut. Right. And, and uh, I tried not to do much of a scout. I had them scouted. I watched two games on them. And, and I knew that they were going to set a lot of screens. And, and we kind of talked about it beforehand. The first play of the game, they set a back screen for a wide-open layup. And I kind of lost my mind there. And I'm like, hey, we talked about it. We talked about it. It's just knowing the scout report, knowing things. And, and But, yeah, they, they set a lot of screens. And, and we, we've been lacking at that, you know, our communication on defensive end. Like I told you, Sean, before the game, you know, we, we want a defensive identity and, and those are the things that we need to hone in on and, and talk about and just communicate and, you know, be that team that we have been in the past. And uh, we, made, we made some big plays there late. You know, I thought as the game got on, it got better. Our communication got there. It's still, it's still not anywhere where I want it to be, but uh, it's, it's good signs. And, and I'm glad we, we pulled it out because we, we needed it desperately. Now, now you got I think what's well, like a nine day break until the uh, WIU yeah, tournament. This is yeah. one of those cases you're like, man, the momentum into two nights from now. And now it's like nine days can from we, now. Can we play tomorrow? <laughs> That's exactly yeah. how you feel. Now, do you want to know how I feel right now? Oh, yeah. I think I want to take about a two week period of time off. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think I everybody's doing that. They're running away from me. I actually let him get to halftime before we even brought the game up because I, I had your pregame interview and we had things to do. I'm going to give you till like yeah. halftime before we. Yeah. He's cooled He's off a little done. bit by them. But now, Dugan's got a lot of high expectations for those girls, and as he should, you know. And, and they're they're struggling right now, but he's gonna get it figured out. They're they're too good, and uh, and I I've been in that boat. You know, we've kind of butted heads here the last week and saying, well, no, that's that's me, no, that's you. And, <laughs> yeah. So we've been talking about the same thing from turnover issues and, and and man not rebounding. And I thought we rebounded well. That was one thing that that uh, we've been struggling with. And we've been giving up offensive rebounds, offensive rebounds after offensive rebounds, and. And I told him that before the game, I said, all right, let's not do what the girls did tonight and get another 20 off of the rebound. I could have took the pregame <laughs> from you. You helped at some point. Oh, I know. Well, I could have took the pregame speech over for him. Yeah. That's for sure. But you're, you're exactly right. And, and I call it, you know, basketball IQ and position, basketball, mean the same thing, ideally. Yeah. And when you can play position basketball, which I thought you guys did a great job of spacing the floor tonight, and when you didn't, that's when the turnovers happen. Yeah. That's when the offensive rebounds happen. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's coming with the game, and and I think we've talked about it before. You know, it's it's trying that you don't have to have basketball IQ. You just gotta be aware of what's happening, and it, and sometimes that's lacking in, in video games. Yeah, that's, I think that might be what it is. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just it's just having a feel for the game, and sometimes we. We don't see that or don't see it, and, and that's where, as a coach, I get frustrated. Because, you know, I might not have been the greatest player, but I was a pretty good point guard. I could get some of my stuff, and I seen the floor real well. And, and that's kind of I wanted to see that out of my guys, and and we're we're gonna get there, I think. And and it's and you made a big step tonight, yeah, coach. I mean, you really did. And here's the other thing about what you just mentioned: uh, you had sophomore stepping up, and that, and if you can get that out of out of this team. Then it makes Slagle's job easier, it makes Stone Peak's job easier, Schuster's job easier, because then they don't feel like they have to be at the top level all the right. time. They have a down down game or a foul game, then you got other guys you can just position right. for success. And, uh, and yeah, we 
going into the season, I thought, you know, we we can be a really good five out team. You know, we got we got some length, we got some athlete. I mean, we we are a very athletic group, you know, and and that's we got to play to that for our strength. The times we get we get silver lying on maybe Easton making a shot or Easton trying to get in the lane, and and those guys have been passing, and and that's what the key from tonight is for me is now we got them sophomores to to see what they're capable of and knowing knowing they can take a bigger role and uh and yeah, I, I just I hope it I hope it doesn't lack here in nine days when we get back after it. Well, it's just for a quiet twenty three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything was yeah. quiet twenty three before <laughs> <laughs> that's true. the thing with the sophomore, now you go here and go, You showed me you can do right. it. Now that's, the, now that's, see now it, that's your fault. I, uh, <laughs> I I made sure I made sure to get up here tonight and not leave you hanging. So but yeah, that was a point that was a point I made across. I'm like, Hey, we we got you now. We we trapped. We, we know we know we got you. So, but Holiday tournament. You guys have played pretty well there the last several years. Yeah, there. no pressure. Anymore, yeah, right? <laughs> you guys just seem to play well on that floor. Yeah, ever, ever since I joined the staff here at Atown, we we've only lost one game down there, and uh, we came home with a trophy every year. So those so big shoes to fill, you know. And and as the as the process came out, I was you know I knew I knew we wouldn't you know, be high-rated or anything just because of our record-wise. The thing is, you just look for a good path. We look for a good path. path. But, you know, as a coach, I kind of like that we got Eureka and got got a seeded team because, you know, we haven't been healthy. You know, we we haven't been at full strength. And and like we talked about, you know, there's there's a lot of times where we're just now getting, you know, in in the two-week, three-week practice habits and and people might underestimate us. And, And that's that might come back to bite you because yeah. we're we're, we're going to be a tough team and and like you said we we played down we played well down there in the past and uh, these seniors haven't been down there as worst players yet so Stone King and and Chisler, uh played down there as sophomores but but they're hungry they they like the experience of different form and and they're hungry to be down there and I, and I kind of like having that underdog role. Yeah. And, well, you want to be dogs. Right. You want to be dogs anyway. You want to be underdogs. We, we want to be dogs, and, <laughs> and I, I think we're going to come with that fight. So I hope, I hope Derek is ready because we're going to be prepared and we're going to get after it because this is the type of team we're going to be. All right, buddy. All right, that's a good win. That's a not, that's a fun that's a fun way to end the day. That was a fun ball game, and you coming out on top makes it even more fun. It does. And yeah. Sean, I got to poke fun, and I had to have him take a seat because the referees made him take a seat too. <laughs> I told you I'd go poke fun at <laughs> <Yes>, him. You <laughs> did. Tell me, is it true? I mean, you know, this is your first year. Of, you've been you've been coaching for a long time. First year of varsity uh, boys basketball head coaching. The worst part of the technicals having to set up. We were talking. I don't, about I don't the know. If he, I don't know. Watching when I was the JV coach, I never paced. I was just kind of kneel. <laughs> I was there. Man, I like to become a varsity coach. I think I lost five ten pounds. I, I, I got my steps in the second quarter. I just paced, and I'm like, man, I I don't know. I get nervous, and it's just a habit. I guess I look like Tom Cream pacing. <laughs> <five lines. laughs> oh my gosh, you brought Tom. Uh, yeah, congratulations, on, man. That's that's a good win. No, uh, thanks you thanks for being here. Sean and sticking it out all day. Yeah, it was, it was a fun day. I, like I told, I told uh, Vanessa back at the radio station, I'm going to be there anyway. We might as well put some games on the air. <laughs> we, got him oh, we got him a cot in the coach's room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. cat it, cat it's tight quarters up here. You know, he's up here with new bleachers. And, but no, I appreciate you sticking around and doing it. And, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we came out on top. Can't wait till the Christmas sermon, man. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, thank all you. Right. Appreciate it. Good one, Coach.
60 to 58. The Eight Town Tornado Boys beat the Flanagan Cornell Falcons uh, 60 to 58. Uh, it was a fun one. Uh, the the uh, Tornado Boys get to five and six on the season, and the uh, Falcons drop to six and three. That's going to end a fun day of basketball here at the uh, Great Western Shootout. So glad to have the shootout back uh, in Abingdon after a year hiatus. Thanks, COVID. Hashtag thanks, COVID. Uh, had a fun day of basketball. Ended with a uh, Tornado Boys win. All right. Uh, uh, Doogie, thanks a lot, my man. Thanks, hey, thanks, thanks for Tom. helping me, buddy. Like, appreciate like, it. I want to say enjoy. the same thing as Coach Link. I really appreciate you covering us and the support you give us throughout the year. Yeah, and the, you guys got a lot of home games. It was kind of a weird setup. We This is my first time here this season because it's kind of the way the schedule's set up. Second half of the schedule's going to gonna be uh, conducive for me to get to this gym. I love this gymnasium. I love, I love our broadcast location. Uh, we'll be back here in the second half. I'll see you soon, buddy. Sounds great. All right, for Mark Meyer, who also stuck out a long day of basketball, war offing us here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. I'm Sean Temple for Brent Dugan. Also, Reed Kelso helping me out for the uh, the A-Town Girls game. Thanks to him for uh, taking some time out of some AD duties. I'm sure he was busy today. That's going to do it. We'll have uh, more basketball on the air on Monday and Tuesday of next week. Turn in, Tune in to the sports report on Monday morning. We'll tell you where we're going to be. Folks, have a great rest of your weekend.